I'm going to give you a memory test. I will play a few tunes for you. Tell me which ones you recognize. How did you do? How many did you recognize? Do you recall the context you heard these tunes in? One of the reasons you may still remember these tunes are because of the spacing effect. Listen to this episode to know more. Na koi padne wala, na koi seekhne wala. Apni to paatshala, masti ki paatshala. Hey, remember how popular this song was when Rangde Basanti movie released, Jyoti? Yes, of course. It's hard to forget. How did you just remember this all of a sudden? I don't know. It just popped into my mind. I guess I will never forget the lyrics for this thing. You know, it's interesting. This phenomenon actually has a term, and it's called the spacing effect. Oh yes, I know what the spacing effect is. Whenever information is repeated over spaced out sessions. learners learn more effectively and in this case we have been subjected to this song over and over again all times different ways of hearing radios cd players mp3 players we have listened to the song so many times we know the song very well and it's also hard to forget for us there are two things here we should talk about one is the repetition of information the second is how the repetitions are done that is repetitions are spaced out over multiple sessions or days or months because of this repetition of information we have a better recall and i think that's why we still remember this song even after almost what a decade now that's right although i had never thought about it that way until now this is exactly what we achieve even with flashcards you keep on repeating the same things but at different points of time maybe over different days or weeks i think this learning strategy yields long lasting knowledge without increasing the duration of study why do you think this happens so i think the way you learn is a lot more important than learning itself and spacing out information it engraves the information into your mind voluntarily or involuntarily and i think that has massive effect on your memory What happens with spacing is that this memory now gets encoded in your long-term memory, whereas earlier it was only in short-term. Repeated exposure is making sure, like you said, it's engraved on the long-term memory. Other such examples could be if you are preparing to sing or play an instrument at a concert, 
or if you are going up on a stage to deliver a talk or if you want to enact a play in all of these cases there is a certain skill that you want to practice and practicing the same skills for 4 hours together may not yield the same benefits as chunking it up into smaller practice sessions because you get the time to now test yourself evaluate how did your previous practice go and now figure out how to change yourself so spacing and tests yield very good results whether it is motor skills or whether it is something that you are learning yeah, i think that's a great example it takes me back to my engineering days where i definitely did not use this technique all i did was cram <laughs> everything that i had to learn just a few days before the exam but recently i learned french using this app called duolingo i have come across duolingo it's so fantastic to learn new languages right i remember taking a few french lessons in college but that definitely didn't stick with me or i didn't really remember much during the pandemic lockdown I picked up learning french again on duolingo and i almost maintained a 365 day streak i am not as regular as i was back then but i still remember a lot of what i learned that's because duolingo uses this pacing effect fantastically in their app to make us learn anything or make us learn new languages they also have point systems daily goals and they track the progress in such a great way incrementally over an entire period of learning i think it's a fantastic example for me as a learner having used spacing effect so i think another good example would be notifications in the clear big role the fact that they keep popping up it just sits in your mind regardless if you consciously remembering what is to do i do the same anaga if there is an important event coming up in my google calendar i will block that space as well as add reminders a few days or a few weeks before so that even if i forget to do something or i procrastinate or whatever it is still there in my exactly. mind recently my colleague and i made a dance reel yeah she's a dancer and apparently she didn't really have to prepare for the steps because she's seen the video so many times she just knew the steps and she didn't really have to learn i was shocked cuz <laughs> it's pretty hard but <laughs> she kind of got through it wow that's interesting spacing effect carries over to dance and arts also wow I think it's amazing how we remember something. I read something if you want to remember something we need to work with our brains and not against them. Sitting for long hours of marathon study sessions is absolutely of no use. We probably just bringing on like a cognitive strain on ourselves instead of do any learning. Yeah, to make spacing effect work for you you need to be more disciplined. and as students even i was not so disciplined so i am also part of the cram fest facing <laughs> effect makes you a more effective learner your learning does not really take a lot of time you don't have to spend a lot of time on it that's the best benefit of spacing with some motivation and probably discipline to study regularly i think facing effect is the best way for you to learn anything Jyoti you are right about the motivation but that can also turn negatively if you're lacking the motivation or you tend to yield to procrastination this is the reason that many of these massively open online courses the rate of completions of the students who are enrolled in these MOOCs is very very low you could attribute it to either lack of motivation or procrastination 
although each one of these MOOCs are structured such that they deliver small amounts of information over periods of time. So they are trying to go for the spacing effect, but learners may somehow be avoiding it. I think this is just our unconscious bias at play. We have certain preconceived notions and it's hard for us to let go of it. So we are just sticking to things that we do the way we have done because that's what we've always been exposed to. I think this brings us to a term called the Ebbinghaus forgetting curve. Most of us forget what we have learned over a predictable exponential curve. A German psychologist had done some research which shows how people typically forget about 60% of what they have learned just one hour after it was taught. The way you can retain this information is to repeat that information over multiple sessions, which are also spread out in time. You know, retrieving knowledge requires more mental work than accessing newly acquired knowledge. Because of that extra work that your brain does, there is more retention of that knowledge. You can just revisit old knowledge periodically and you can shift that forgetting curve so that you don't forget as fast as you would have without any repetition. What you're talking about is reinforcing information at the right time. And what is that right time? The right time is when a person is about to forget it. Now, can we say that everybody forgets it at the same time? That's a little hard. But we could say maybe space out your reinforcement a few days later, something like that. We use this principle in our Smart Start, which is a reinforcement learning product as well. So on some day, we may introduce our learners to a topic. The next day, we may ask the learner to do an exercise related to the topic. The day after that, we may have a discussion around this topic. So what we are gunning for here is that the learner revisits the same topic, but doesn't necessarily do it in the same way as they did it the previous time. We may introduce polls and quizzes to make them think about this, to make them reflect about it. We may ask them to share with us a write-up. We may have a Ask Me Anything session with any of our expert coaches to address this topic in a different way so that learners can now reflect and come up with questions and get them answered. We may do a discussion group kind of a session where learners are talking to each other about the same topic. By handling the same topic in different ways, and each of these sessions are spread out over multiple days, we are able to reinforce these concepts in our learners' minds. Yeah, I think this is why, you know, the concept of micro-learning is so popular nowadays in the field of corporate learning. With people being busier than ever, they don't have a large amount of time to sit in, say, dedicated marathon learning sessions. Micro-learning is bringing out a way to break down any subject into these bite-sized pieces. It can be consumed in in a short span of time. Yeah, micro-learning is a great example. It lets you consume only as much as you can without getting into the mode of a cognitive overload. Also, typically, these micro-learning applications tend to be such that you can go back and refer to it again at a later date. So it's not once and done. There is that option for you to go back and refer. So more reinforcement in that sense. Another kind of reinforcement that we have applied in our products is in our Smarties set of courses, after we introduce a topic, we also bring in humor and memes. Standard set of things are quizzes and polls and discussions, but even humor makes things stick. We have already covered the humor effect in a different edge episode. 
So you know why humor is useful, but that's also a way of reinforcing concepts. This was all about how spacing effect has been used in learning or learning solutions. What do you think it has to do with marketing? I see a lot of brand recognition that is promoted is also in some way a side effect of this spacing. That is, you are being exposed to these brands or advertisements over and over again, and people are able to recognize that brand more easily. Absolutely, Jyoti. I have been told by many marketeers, and there's also research out there saying that on an average, it takes about eight touch points to close a sale. Does that mean that you repeat the same ad eight times in a row? No, that's not how it works. Does that also mean that you repeat the same ad over different days? Not necessarily. It will not have the same effect as giving the same message about your brand, but in different ways. So you may see this one day as an advertisement on TV, hear a jingle on radio on another day, see it in your newspaper or on a holding. The better tactic for making your marketing more effective using the spacing effect is use multiple channels, use different messages, but keep it on point so that people tend to remember your brand. So since Jyoti spoke about this regarding cost, do you think it's possible to program marketing messages to customers when they're likely to forget? Very good question, Anaga. I'm not sure if we have the technology for that yet. But if we could figure out exactly when each person is going to start forgetting, we could auto-program these. Some of the companies are already making sure that they show you a certain ad X number of times in a day. So I can go in and set that, hey, show this particular ad to Anaga maximum three times. Show it to her again after maybe seven days, which is what is called retargeting in advertising parlance. But it is not exact. It is more a heuristic than exactly that you're going to forget at seven days. One other thing in the previous episode that we spoke about was recognition over recall as being one of the usability heuristics for user experience design. What promotes recall is repetition. Nowadays, if you see the layout of most apps or when you talk about how the a smartphone's real estate is utilized, for example, the hamburger menu, the drop downs, the call to action buttons. The average smartphone user is so used to this design pattern. It's the spacing effect that is at play here. Because you are being exposed to that information over and over again. Nice. Thank you for that, Jyoti. I also think the spacing effect can be used when you are designing the onboarding experience for a user. If you have a complex product, it's not going to work if you hand the user a 300-page Bible to learn how to operate or use your product. What may work better is teach them how to get started on day one. In their session two, or maybe on day two, introduce them to a different part of your feature. This could be something like your assistant coming up. We previously spoke about Microsoft Clippy. Something like that. It could pop up and it could just give you a tip of the day kind of a message. Or it could see that you're spending too much time trying to go through all the menus and ask you, what is it you want? And try to help you out with a chatbot. Stuff like these, where you're spacing out the onboarding, where the user is learning how to use your product, may be very helpful to a user. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic example of spacing effect. Websites use these call to actions, CTA buttons that you say, repeatedly in different places, just to reinforce your value proposition in different ways and make sure the user actually 
takes an action and doesn't just bounce off of the website. That's a very standard website design pattern these days. Repeating the call to action is a good strategy for you to use even if you want to deliver a better speech or if you want to create more impactful presentations or you want your courses to be more engaging. Don't try to pack in too much information. I don't think that works. The better option seems to be if you can split it out and then reinforce the same concepts to the user. Give it to them in small sessions and in each session deliver a few points rather than trying to cover it all in one one hour session or in one 30 minute session. It's called distributed practice. This is what instructional designers end up doing while designing courses. Is there any time you would like to overcome this bias? I'm not sure if there's a necessity to overcome this bias in learning. It more or less looks like a better way of learning, a better way of retaining information that you consume. But when you talk about spacing effect in advertising or marketing, there might be instances where users are falling for something like clickbait. In those scenarios, it's better to be wary of this and not fall for such marketing gimmicks. Flipping this around, how can companies use this to their advantage? There are multiple ways. You can schedule periods of review to go over important topics so that you reinforce these concepts in your employees' minds. And as a marketeer, again, try to make sure you're showing similar messages to your users using as many different channels as you can so that the user is not bored, but they're getting your messages in different ways. If you're a student and you're learning something, then make sure you can have a set of flashcards, incorporate tests into your learning phase, because as Jyoti mentioned, recalling information reinforces it more than just reading the same thing all over again. And if you are designing a learning program, make sure you incorporate tests for your learners to take and give them these messages as flashcards. Try to use as many tools as possible to share your messaging whether you're a marketer or a learning designer. And in websites, as she said, repeat the calls to action. We are reinforcing information in our own episode. Good. We are making sure the spacing effect works for us. You know, on a related note, there's something called serial position effect, more widely used in UX design. It is the tendency for us to remember things that are either at the beginning of a list or at the end of the list. That is where they are positioned. I think Jyoti Coca-Cola is not taking any such chances. Even though they're one of the top brands every single year, they're spending over $4 billion a year on advertising around the world. They want to make sure they're prominently displayed everywhere that their users will go. Whether it is a store, on your street, whether you're on your mobile phone, YouTube ads, Spotify ads, video, audio, they're using pretty much everything. The only reason they're spending so much year after year is to make sure they imprint your mind with their brand. Maybe that's why they continue to be one of the top brands in the world. Now what I realized is this pacing effect is a perfect example of how much more effective we can be if we understand how our minds work and use it in an optimal way. Learning how to learn is a meta skill. Pacing effect can be leveraged to master this skill. Fantastic, Jyoti. I think we can end this episode on that note. Thank you, Jyoti. Thank you, Anaga. 
I think we got a good chance to explore spacing effect from many different angles. Thanks, Madhavi. Thanks, Madhavi. Please subscribe to the Edge podcast on your favorite podcast channel. We are on Google, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and more. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. If you have stories to share and want to be featured on our podcast, write to us at podcasts@adepticlabs.com. At